0: Welcome to the Next Level Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Corcoran, founder of Periscope Coaching, qualified business and life coach, e profiler and speaker. The Next Level Life Podcast is all about taking your life and business to the next level. Each episode is designed to open up your mind to a new perspective and inspire you to live your life with purpose and passion. Each week, I will endeavor to bring you a new episode with a thought, insight or interview with an inspiring thought leader or successful business owner to help you push past your fears and inspire your soul. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome to episode 37 of the Next Level Life podcast with special guest Sam Mutimer. Sam is the founder and director of Think Tank Social and Think Tank Scout. She founded her company in 2008 after selling advertising space on her broken leg via YouTube. Sam used her can-do attitude to turn what could have been a devastating experience into a whole new life and a whole new business. With her passion for innovation and wealth of digital knowledge, Sam has created a sought-after agency where she is invited to speak at countless digital social media marketing events and is a regular on Network 10's The Project as the resident social media expert. As well as being a devoted mother of two boys, Sam loves her fitness and is a bit of a gym junkie enjoying anything that raises her heart rate. On today's episode, Sam shares her views on how she turned tragedy into opportunity, making mistakes to create success, hiring for culture, not skills, loving sales and being passionate about what you sell, being people-centric, the power of thank you, how to know your purpose with every decision. She shares social media strategies on knowing who you are and what you do and what you stand for, understanding your clients, reverse engineering your plans, focusing on what's relevant to keep your business relevant, what's next for social media, the power of taking time out to refocus, and putting yourself in uncomfortable positions to take your growth further. I hope you enjoyed today's episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. Let's get straight to it. Welcome to the next episode of the Next Level Life podcast. On today's episode, I have a special guest by the name of Sam Mutimer, and I would love to welcome you and thank you so much for your time today, Sam. Thanks for staying. Great to be here. I'm really excited to hear so much more about your story. Um, I was lucky enough to have your details come across my desk from my sister, who um, said so many nice things about you. And as tell me a little bit more about your um, about think tank social and everything that you're doing. But I really want to start from the beginning, if I can, because your story starts back in England when you worked. I mean, sorry, when you played rugby, which is really exciting. And That's- And then it went on to selling space on your broken leg via YouTube. Yeah. Tell me a
1: little bit. It's interesting how these things come about. (laughs) I'd love to. Uh, Yes, I used to play rugby for England back in 2000. Used to be a secondary school PE teacher. I mean, social media wasn't really a rack then. um, But I did know playing countries. I love the fact that I was part of the team. Um, and when I was educating as peer teacher I loved like being around people and helping them get from A to B and inspiring them to show them they can do something and anyway to to cut a long story short um, I was teaching in London for four years and you know I started to think oh there's more to life than this I want to get out and explore the world and back home in the UK neighbours the TV show is massive like we all watch it and we used to take sickies sometimes and watch it at lunchtime and then after school um, because we loved it that much and I looked at Melbourne and, and, and thought, this is an amazing place and I'd love to go travel. So I decided to leave school, um, teaching for a year, go travel the world and fell in love with Melbourne when I got here. You know, the people, the atmosphere, the opportunity it just lit me up and I knew that it was a place I wanted to stay. Um, so I got myself into a teaching job over here pretty quickly because back then um, teachers were in demand. Mm. And yeah, started lapping up life in Australia. I met a guy got settled down um but then found the fact that i was missing my family a little bit because i'd settled down over here for a couple of years went back home the girls the rugby girls that is they were like sam come and play a game of rugby um look granted it wasn't a professional level standard but it was just a game and i said yeah no problem i'd love to and to play rugby you have to be rugby fit like mentally and physically and i certainly wasn't either of those probably um, two years out of it so anyway i played the game and I remember getting the ball and everything felt like I used to be like, and I was striding towards the try line. I'm like, I've totally got this. And some girl came in from the side and she tackled me and she fully slapped, like snapped my leg, like broke it into at the knee. And yeah, I had, a, I had like a, a really smashed up leg, which meant that I couldn't come back to Australia for three months because the cast was from my hip all the way down to my toes. Um, and so yeah, I had to stay in grey old England. It was March, it was raining, it was getting dark at two o'clock. And I started to just think, oh, what can I do? What can I do? I'm a pretty positive person. How can I turn this around? And I'd heard of social media, I'd heard of Twitter anyway. And I jumped on Twitter and I kind of sussed out what it did and found the fact that you can connect with people that have like-minded interests pretty quickly. And I'd heard of YouTube and knew that, yeah, it was a place to broadcast video. And I remember one night I'd had a few gin and tonics. I was getting frustrated because I love my exercise and I was getting fat. And I'm like, what can I do? And this idea just came in where it was like, why don't you try and get businesses to bid for advertising space on your broken leg? And the top four bidders will will get a position on there and will paint it on there. And, yeah, it will be fun or something like that. So, uh, and I look at the video today, Christine, and I, it's cringe worthy, it's awful, but I leave it up, of course, for the story. But anyway, my mate came over and she recorded it, and we explained what we wanted to do, and we had the video, and I knew that Twitter, I could seed out the video. So, I looked on there and thought, all right, who's got a big following, how can I get them to share this video? And pretty much asked a series of people if they felt it was valuable to their community, could they share my video link? And uh, I woke up the next morning, I had 27,000 views on my YouTube channel, my really rubbish video. <laughs> and businesses were starting to bid, and I had 6,000 followers on Twitter. And I'm like, there's something in this social media, like, you know, where there's people, there's opportunity, there's money. I love this. I, you, know, you know, you get that feeling where you're like, oh, yeah, this is, like, really lighting me up. Um, and I thought, maybe I can create a business in social media. And I just decided that's what I was going to do. And here we are today, 10 years later, with two different agencies and an individual brand going as well, just from a broken leg. So. Full
0: there Full of that amazing. Just being able to turn something that is so could have been potentially devastating to have you stuck there depressed, you know, <laughs> feeling like you're wanting just to eat your feelings and you turn yeah. it around and make it something so successful. That is so cool. So then what happened? So you then came back to Australia and Yes, yeah, so well I came back to
1: Australia and um oh, I set up a group, that was it. I set up a group called tweet up millers which was basically all the connections i've made on twitter or the ones in melbourne anyway let's have an offline event let's actually get to know each other face to face and share business ideas opportunities network and um, and that group i remember the first week we had about two the second week we had five and it started to build up to the point where i had like started pulling in a hundred hundred of people um, wow. down chapel street a place with the social and then i've got sponsors on board and again this is early days it's 2008 um And that really started to grow. And so off the back of that, people were referring me. Oh, you want to speak to Sam? You want to write a blog? Because blogging back then, is still pretty big here now today, but it was massive back then. Mm. Oh, you know, speak to Sam, she'll build a blog for you and she'll consult with you to help you get the right content out there and and grow the business or the brand. And that started to grow. And Channel 7 News had picked up on my really crappy video um, (laughs) and approached me also and said, would you be our social media resident? And I'm like, Can do. (laughs) <laughs> still didn't know too much about business because came from a teaching background um but again I'm a bit of a yes person by and way. and yeah that really helped me with my brand just showcasing snips of me it was only about three seconds or four seconds basically saying online privacy is pretty much dead or something like that which is relevant to the story um but then everyone was like oh she's on channel seven um yeah my brand started to grow from 2008 to 2010 Started to pick up clients like Richmond Football Club. They were our first really official client um, or big brands. And I just thought, I can't, I can't service this client. I need to take a risk and I need to find people better than me um, to, so I could set the sale and, and they could actually do the work. Because some of the stuff that the client wanted, I, I just couldn't do myself. Yeah. So I took a risk and I didn't pay myself for six months. I invested it into two new employees. Started a company called Think Tank Social. And from there, we just started to grow. Um, and we grew pretty quickly. Our second client was Priceline. Then we did some work with Samsung. Then we signed the McDonald's uh, MacPack gig. So, as you can imagine, from a broken leg to then pulling in corporate clients, mm. um, all within a very short space of time, um, it was pretty amazing. Um, yeah, and the, the agency grew. But what I found was that I was I was not thinking like a business owner. I was thinking like an employee, I suppose. Yeah. Even though I'd made some business owner decisions to take on board these employees, um, I wasn't thinking about how I could scale the business, what systems and processes do I need to put into place, um, do I want to be acquired, do I not? I hadn't thought about any of that. So I made some massive mistakes from 2011 to 2013 around the right people, right roles. Um, the, I nearly lost the company a um, few wow. weeks after I'd had my little boy. Um, I literally had to hand him back and get my mum to look after him and go back into the agency and rebuild it. And it was the most, I can't explain it actually, it was the weirdest uh, feeling of my life because that's your newborn child and you literally yeah. need to be a mother and nurture it. And I just had to leave it and make a, like a sliding door moment. Do I give up on everything I've built? Or do I think, ah, Max is not going to remember this anyway. Get back and rebuild the business. And by the time he's four, he's going to remember it and I'll have a great story to tell him. So that's yeah. pretty much what I did. And we yeah. built the agency back up again. And now, yeah, really sustainable and we're growing and looking to get acquired in the next five years. Got a CEO on and, yeah, just at last have found my feet. That's yeah. 10 years down the
0: track. <laughs> yeah, full on, right? And I think that's something incredible that, journey. Yeah, and commendable in the way that, too. Like, it took that long. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you've gone through so much throughout that, those 10 years, but it didn't happen overnight. You know, like something that you really worked really hard to get. So when you think about who you are now compared to who you were back then when you first started, what do you think's really changed in the way that you think about business?
1: Um, being strategic, having a vision and being a really good communicator. So I remember my mentor a couple of years ago, he said to me, would you rather be a king or a maker of kings? When I first got started, I wanted to be a king. Me, me, me. Sam Unima, Sam Unima. And now I'm like, you know what? I, I, I I don't don't want to be the king anymore. I want to make sure that I can inspire and grow young, not even young, any individual that steps into our agency. um, And as they move on to where they want to go next, make them a better person, not just in their career, but in life. And Mm. so the way I approach business now is, is it scalable? Is it sustainable? Is there a need in the market for it? How profitable is it? Um, And even when I onboard employees, I look more at culture, fit, than skill set. Whereas when I first got started, I was like, I need a web developer. I need a graphic designer. I need a video producer. But now yeah. I'm like, this is, this is who we are and what we stand for as an organisation. Who are you and what do you stand for and how can we work together to get the, folks, the, the, the best out of both worlds? Yeah.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and everything else is trainable, really. Oh, for sure. Yeah. there's awesome. some
1: serious talent out there. <laughs> and, and you know what, Christine? That they could be the, the most skilled people in the world, but if they do not buy into the culture... Yeah. And the vision, then they can kill business. And I've had yeah. that in the past stuff that have just literally killed culture, it's like a yeah. cancer. So it gets heavy, and then negativity breeds. And you walk into work, and you're like, I don't want to be here anymore. And this is my company. Got to yeah. turn it around.
0: Yeah, full on. So, how would you describe an average day for you now? Oh, it's it's
1: insane. Um, so. I'm a massive believer in the gym, so I'll always go to the gym 5.36 in the morning, have to get that fixed, uh, get me switched on for the day and then it literally is having a team meeting looking at what we want to achieve by the end of the week um, and then reverse engineering that back and going, what have we have got on the table and um, basically supporting team, looking at innovation, where can we go next, working with my CEO to continuously rebrand and innovate the company, um, speaking gigs, consults, sometimes workshops, a lot of flying at the moment over to Sydney and back to do deals over there. There seems to be more business over there for us than Melbourne. (laughs) Um, It's it's just constant. Every day is different. Um, But my core is really bringing on board new business, educating the market of what's possible in social media um, and then ensuring that my team are delivering not only for our clients but themselves individually as well.
0: Yeah, awesome. So you then must be really passionate about collaborating and working with other people along your journey so have have you found that you've had people with you along your along the way or have you kind of changed the way that you work with people on in general
1: in terms of partnerships or mentors or
0: yeah like when you think about like you built you had your first two team members are they someone that is still with you today have you sort of brought them along with you or have you had strategic people along the way or
1: yeah well one of them's actually just moved away from the agency but that contracts back in and so she's been with us for eight years and the other one went pretty quickly but um, we lean a lot on partners so we've built up over the last 10 years some really great partners that can deliver on services that aren't core to us but really add value back to our clients and I invest a lot of time into those partners because what I do know is when I do sell this agency that it's not going to be built around me it's going to be built around Mm -hmm. solid partnerships and a team and and then I suppose the other way that I've Manage to be sustainable and stay alive long enough in the social media game to turn it around and be profitable is look at other people within business that are better than you and and you know take them out for a coffee and ask them their story and they share little gold nugget nuggets with you and sometimes you can fast track that stuff and implement it into the company pretty quickly Mm. and so I'm very much a person that's like I don't believe I know everything and certainly not in business and hungry to learn all the time keep growing keep Mm. progressing yeah. So
0: important. So has there been certain advice or success, successes you've noticed from, from other mentors that you've worked with that you've sort of used and fast-tracked?
1: Yeah. So one of them was right people, right role. Yeah. So I would try and mould someone who I liked or was good at certain skills into a position that just wasn't suitable for them to the point where I've had to actually let, probably over the last 10 years, I reckon I've had to let about eight or nine people go. Um, whether it's because they're not delivering or the role wasn't right for them um, or that I had to make the position redundant. So yeah. what I'm really sharp on now is understanding what is the role, forget the person initially and then interview around that role. Don't try and sandwich people into roles that mm. they
0: just, they're
1: just not going to excel
0: mm. um, themselves on. So what would you say is your favourite part of what you do on day-to-day? Selling. Really? I love...
1: I, I, and... and People have an opinion around selling, right? But I'm like, I want to innovate this market. And I, you know, I'm speaking to superannuation firms at the moment because I know they need to be playing the super, um, in the social media space, mm. but they don't know how. So I love going in there and actually showing them what's possible, coming up with the stats, the data. So the evidence, um, and then doing the deal and then going and delivering them and going, I told you so. Now invest more, invest more, invest more. And, and if I, if I don't sell in a week, if I don't make one sale in a week. I'll, I don't feel good enough, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, and I just love I love innovating. We work. We've just opened up another agency, um, where it's specifically focused on athletes and building their personal brands. And I know athletes, you know, are very powerful storytellers. Australia loves sport, mm. and I'm going in there now. So the brands are already on our books. Going, have you thought about ex athlete to be able to share X, Y, Z as your key messaging and drive, I don't know, specific amounts of traffic to the website or increase your database and. A lot of brands haven't. And so that's what I buzz off of as well, like a creating a new wave and then selling it in and then seeing it
0: be a success. Mm. And that makes you successful. Like when you really think about it in that way, that if, like you have to innovate if you're a business and you have to want to love selling. Like I come across so many businesses where they're that really nervous energy around sales. And it's just like, you got to learn to love it. You've got to understand that it's not about you, it's about the product and what you can solve, and what problem you have, and what problem your client has. So you don't necessarily have to, you know, hate it or love it. It's just, you know, enjoy the process, I guess.
1: Oh, totally. And if you know the service that you've got is going to add value, like maybe this comes across cocky, but I, I, I'm like, you guys need us. Like, I actually think you need us. Mm. You're, you're not going to be as successful if we don't work with you. And that's the attitude I have. Now, you definitely get rejection. Um, and I think. The difference between success and probably not being as good as what you could be is how you deal with that rejection. Mm. So for me, I just like next, next, focus <laughs> on this one. This one's hot. This one I don't I, can't, I don't need to convince you, like next. Yeah. Uh, and if you have that attitude and you, you're passionate, but not just passionate, you have the evidence to back it up and you're a practitioner in your mm. space because you've done the hard yards and you know it works you go in with so much confidence and certainty that they, I had a CEO sign a ridiculously sized contract with us and he goes to me, I, I don't know what I've just signed, but I'm just excited. <laughs> and I'm like, honestly, mate, really? I'm just, I'm just excited. I don't, I, I don't really know what we're doing, but I'm excited. I believe in it. He, so that, that's, that's the stuff I love getting. In. And of course you've got to go away and deliver on it to them, meet yeah. the expectations.
0: But I think your authenticity comes through in that because you wouldn't be that passionate about it if you didn't believe you could deliver.
1: 100% And if you're not passionate and you're in, you're in the wrong business Like if, you, if you're just looking at it for money You, def, you definitely won't survive the hard times
0: Yeah, It's, it's got to be that burning world. Yeah, for sure So what do you think makes Think Tank Social different? I, that's a really great question I think it's We are very people focused
1: So we're very people centric And I think of us as an organisation That's not just looking about What's here now, but where's next how can we grow the company to where they want to be? So, really taking off our marketing hats and keeping our human heads on and going. If I was a consumer, if I was a business owner, what I want to see, and I think that's the way that we speak to our to our clients. We love them; they're like family, and we do call it the think tank family. We do a lot of stuff together with our clients, face to face stuff, socials. We go over in a buzz sometimes for them, but yeah, a lot of our clients have been with us since we've been started. So, awesome. Just
0: so you must be doing something right
1: gotta care and you don't get complacent, you know, they they pay you a good amount of money, you deliver on that and some like it's the one mm. percenters and sometimes it's literally just picking up the phone and I did it the other day so a managing director I hadn't spoken to him for three months because our account managers manage all the clients now and I just said hey James it's been a while I just wanted to say hey like I can really appreciate you thanks so much for giving us the opportunity to work with you. I you know our team are loving it, I'm loving it. And he just went, you made my day. And it's those little things yeah that the bigger agencies don't
0: deliver on, yeah. I believe. And just remembering who pays the bills because it's your consumer. Like if you're not, if you're not in touch with them, then how do you know what they want and what they need and what problem you can solve for them? It's something that you often see like big, big, big businesses or big companies do forget that aspect of really getting back in touch with who they're working for. Like, because ultimately they're working for their customer.
1: Thank you goes a long way. Mm -hmm. And yeah, especially on social as well. If you reach out to a consumer that's purchased the product or service from you, and they don't expect it, and you say thank you or a random act of kindness, you have them on your on your pathway for a long for a long time. That's for sure. Awesome. It's just not
0: done as much these days. It gets a so, bit lazy. Yeah, that's so true. It does get it does get forgotten. So when it comes to social media, I really want to get into your your concepts, your ideas, your tips and tricks on when it comes to social media. If we think about first st- for startups, what do you think mm-hmm. is really important for someone who's just getting started mm-hmm. to, in their business, where they, sh- where they should focus their time with social media?
1: Mm-hmm. I need to know why. Why are they on there? What is it, it going to give them? And how ultimately is it going to affect their bottom line? So a lot of companies will jump on because social media is where the people are. You need to be on there. But if you don't know why you're on there, then the consumer doesn't and the, mi- the message is mixed. So my advice to start would be, okay, for what purpose are you on social media and what does success look like 12 months from now? Let's just say. oh, So more people know about our brands. Our sales have increased by 5%. We've increased our database. We're going to use it as a customer service channel. We're going to use it as an educational piece. Like this is what it would look like 12 months from now. Reverse engineer it back. Okay, so you want, let's just say, 50,000 sales by this time next year. What do I need to do month one? What do I need to do month two? What do I need to do month three? Map it out. Um, Just like you would with a business plan, you need a social media strategy. You do. You can't just go in and wing it. It doesn't work anymore because it's a noisy space Mm. and you have to capture the attention of the consumer and everyone's trying to do it. So why you? So I'd go through a process of who are we and what do we stand for on social media? Why would someone like us? Why would someone follow us? Why would someone recommend us? What are some of the things that we can do to give back to um, the consumer, and a lot of the time, it's around your testimonials. Um, you know, them actually talking about how great the brand is, not you. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people make a mistake when they jump onto social media. They think channel. Oh, I've got to be on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. No, nah, the channels come second. So you've got to think about what content do you need to develop, what you want that content to do, and how are you going to measure the success of it. So, from a testimonial perspective. Christine's jumped on board and she said, oh, you know, I love Sam. I love the energy. Um, she really brought to the organization. We've got a strategy in place and we're really smashing targets. I pick up that piece of content. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to put it on LinkedIn, but then I'm going to advertise it to a market that I want them to set. That makes sense. I'm a little bit of detail. But yeah, top line, if you want to be successful on social media, you need to get in the head of the consumer, understand what they want, and then you get what you want. It comes down to good content and not just
0: about the channels. Mm, true. And so when it comes to trying to juggle all of them, what would be your advice for someone starting out? Phased approach.
1: So understand where your market's spending their time. So generally across the board right now, so Facebook's still the number one social networking site. There's like 15 and a half million active users every single day jumping on there from predominantly 13-year-olds all the way up to about 75. Um, so a CEO, you can definitely contact on there even though people go, oh, no, LinkedIn. Like a CEO would go on there and look at friends, family, you know what I mean? It's Facebook is there for social yeah, and for family. And so it's understanding where your market's at. So Facebook will probably be the number one in my book right now across the board. And then it's understanding that you need, if you're going to be on Facebook, you need a marketing spend. You can't just put content up there and expect people to see it. You actually need some money behind your content to target it at the right people, again, to get them to do something. So to fill in a form, to go and purchase something. If you're focusing on a millennial market, Facebook and Instagram, Instagram, 9 million now active users. Very much, um, yeah, an inspirational platform, but a sales tool. Mm. Like, a lot of our brands now, we sell more through Instagram than
0: um, Facebook. Absolutely. You, do you think that's because of all the changes Facebook's been making?
1: It's made, yeah, it has made a considerable amount of changes, but um, I think it's just a different market on there and, these millennials, they want it, they want it now. So if you can show an influencer talking about, you know, how X products made an impact in their life, swipe up to buy, it's easy. Mm. Um, and you can do that on Facebook, but it's it's a little bit different because you're marketing in a news feed of someone that's on there to find out about friends and family, whereas Instagram, people are on there because they're, they're focused on a niche topic, whether it's art, fitness, health.
0: Yeah, and watching other people. <laughs>
1: yeah, pretty much. And then we can't forget LinkedIn. If you're a B2B business, like, it's amazing. That's where we do most of our business on LinkedIn. Find yeah. out who's the key decision maker. Never go in initially with the sell. Just start to so get to know them. Talk about them. Oh, I love your career journey. Generally mean it. Um, oh, I've you seen this article. And then, oh, I'd love to catch up for a coffee.
0: Mm, perfect, right? And yeah. it must be then extremely important to get people off social. What's your concept on how people would go about doing that?
1: Meaning driving them in store to purchase or not using social media
0: no like um either two different aspects like obviously getting them off social media so you can build like an email list because then you oh, obviously yeah. own it yeah right through to your social aspects like you mentioned before that with your uh twitter you got people into a social environment so you can get to know them
1: yep yep so that's 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 pretty easy so just again understanding if, if you're on social media and you want to drive a database then it's really like using a piece of content or it could be an influencer or someone talk about something it could be a campaign giveaway money you can't buy experience drive them to a, a landing page when you're like a microsite or a website get them to fill in the details you've got that email address then um, and then that's how you start to build up the database that way so through campaigns and competitions um, or you could do meet and greets if you want them to go to a specific event and they get to meet and greet this one person that's gonna that resonates with them um, again like filling in a form um, and then driving them there but mm. understanding that you do, need a, you do need an advertising spend now. Um, and mm. I think that many startups and small business owners think they don't and don't understand that you have to put money in to get money out. Um, but if you, if you understand the mechanics of Facebook and Instagram advertising well and, and, and you're smart with your money, you can't not make returns. Like mm. it's, it's, it's easy to sell on there once people know about you and trust you.
0: Mm, awesome. And so how would you, what would you, what's your concept on like building a personal brand compared to like a business brand? Because there's so many people in the entrepreneurial space right now that are really building their own personal brands. What's your thoughts on what's more important? Oh, look, both, I
1: think. Um, for me, when I first got Think Tank started, I really built my personal brand. So it was like, oh, Sam, you my Think Tank. I want to work with Sam. Oh, I Think Tank, is going to do it. But now um, I'm in a different phase of my business life where I want to be acquired. I want to sell. I can't build it around me anymore. I have to build it around the team and around the brand and and I contract in as a Sam Unima brand. So I think it's important for both. Um, However, understanding what it is that you want to do with your business because if you do want to get acquired, and I strongly recommend to every single business owner out there, when you do start your business, and I never did this, and I regret it, to set it up like you're going to sell it. Now, you don't have to sell it. But if you set it up to be sold, everything is in place. Your books are in place, your systems and your processes are in place, and and then you can sell it. So, mm. yeah, personal branding does come um, in nicely as a lead gen, I suppose. And 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 if you do sell your business and you go down the the you consultation workshop training route, mm. and then that's a big tick too.
0: Not so, sure if I answered that properly or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. So, what's your thoughts on when? with personal brands on how much you share on social media? So every piece of content that
1: you share, really, if you're on Facebook business page or if you're using Instagram, you need some money behind it, right? So I think it's less about the frequency of it, more about the quality of it and then putting money behind that post to keep that post going 24, 48 hours to different audience segments along the way. So in the past, it used to be, and we used to recommend three or four years ago, oh, we're going to do a post every day on Facebook um, and Instagram. It was like three posts a day, I think. Whereas now we don't need to do that. Honestly, we put probably with most company pages that we represent, maybe three posts on Facebook. Could be a transactional one, an educational one, a competition one. Um, and then we put the money behind to keep those posts going mm-hmm. over a longer period of time. And then Instagram as well, it's really one, one or two posts a day. And stories, stories are really important to keep you mm. relevant in the news feed. And we sell, a, we sell a lot of um, product through stories for our clients. Mm.
0: So good. Stories,
1: swipe up to purchase.
0: Yeah, so important. So what do you think is the most misunderstood thing about social media?
1: I, My personal opinion is, with the brands we've spoken with, they don't understand you're dealing with people. They see it as another advertising tool. Oh, let's put that magazine article on there that's just spam people with our us Mm. so social media is about the people and psychology and it's how do i build up a relationship with you christine That's going to be different to john down the road and tony but they all want my service and product so it's the misunderstood thing is it's not the channel that's just like the medium it's the content and it's how you serve it up
0: yeah yeah totally because it's you know sometimes you're even one post away for losing half your followers because it's not on, not on message mm. or it's not nothing to do with what your actual message is about. And it's like, that's not what I'm following you for.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's true. Yeah, and if right. you don't, if you don't pick it up quickly as a brand, you do lose them, but you do make mistakes and that's a good thing. I suppose with social, you can be pretty fluid. It's not as if you've got a television ad out and it's out. You can chop and change and see what the market wants. Mm. Um, and Yeah. About it,
0: I reckon. You're like, oh, awesome. that's not really working. Well, let's change it.
1: <laughs> let's change that. Let's pause that ad. Let's set that one going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. So what do you feel is really changing with social media? Say, if looking out into the next 10 years, what do you think is going to change?
1: Well, currently right now, and I don't, I'm saying this as a business owner, not a consumer. Okay. We have never had it more easy in business. Online privacy is pretty much dead. And we can pretty much target anyone we want at any time, as long as we've got really great content. That's starting to change now um, with Facebook's obviously changes around that third-party data that we get access to before. So we could see if we wanted to sell someone a kitchen, we could just access someone who's just purchased a new home. They wouldn't know it, but they'd see it in a new space. That's all changing. But putting yeah. that aside, um, augmented reality is going to be a big one. It already is out there on Snapchat. And I know more and more brands that I'm speaking with are like, how can we augment this reality we spoke with a kitchen brand a little bit earlier on today, and you get to select the different types of taps, and you can see what it looks like on your surface when you like hold your phone in their app. overing. like, oh yeah, I like that one. I like that one. So I think it's going very much that way. Um, I don't know if mobile phones will be around six years from now. I think we're going to be wearing contacts or again, all augmented reality stuff. Um, yeah. But I'm very much a believer in the now. Um, as a business owner, it's like all this stuff could be happening, but what's relevant to the market right now? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we serve? content to the market right now that they're comfortable with on those channels
0: mm. Mm. and what's your take on Vero have you looked into Vero I haven't looked into Vero Oh, really? Hotel. Nah. Yeah. it's a new app they're talking about how it's going to be the new Facebook oh another one of them yeah yeah another one of them <laughs> but it's interesting like I signed up not not long ago and I'm not even really sure how to use it just yet <laughs> But it is very much like Facebook, but it's different, I think, the way that you connect with people. So I'm really just trying to figure it out at the moment. But I thought, yeah, I thought you might
1: know a bit about it. I'll go and check it out. But to add to that, I, there's another thing that is very much sweeping and the nation right now and will be growing is all voice recognition. So obviously you, Christine, doing your podcast, really smart. Podcasting, documentaries, people have got less time. You know, they want to be listening to content as they're cooking, when, even when they're working out in the gym. Um, And so voice recognition is going to be another really powerful driver for sales for business.
0: Mm, Cool. That sounds fun. (laughs) (laughs) So when you think about your business journey, what's been one of the biggest lessons you've had over the years? Being
1: naive to trust in. So probably not doing my due diligence and my research um, around potentially a course of action or new service offering or bringing a new employee on board. I'm very much a, like a magpie I like shiny stuff and I, I want stuff done now and i'm high energy yeah i'll do that i'll do that i'll do that and uh, i wish i wish I, I wish i would have been more patient um and have looked at a different variety of situations before pressing the green light um mm. so i'm a lot more considered now before i take action because i've lost a lot of money i've made a lot of money but i've lost a lot of money from silly yeah. decisions um i've made through not thinking it through yeah and how do you think that that's
0: kind of developed your journey or changed it like is it obviously you can't change the past but I am a firm believer in um you know things happen for a reason so when you think about things is there any, any major decision that could have been like your sliding doors moment that was like could have completely changed your outcome uh, oh it's plenty there's
1: plenty of them but um I think now it's I don't make as many decisions like fleeting decisions as what I used to um yeah, there was one sliding doors moment where I could have grown another arm of the business slower. And, yeah, it would have taken longer, but it would have still been profitable. And then I decided that I was going to take investment money because I wanted to grow. So this isn't Think Tank Social, by the way. It's another another yeah. agency. Um, I wanted to grow quicker. And I, we just weren't planned enough for it. And also with investors as well, you just you don't know certain Things about investors, and so to, yeah, to cut a long story short, sure, I'd never do that again. I'd rather go slower and, and back myself, but know that I'm in control and 100% owning it, um, as opposed to taking someone else's money to help me grow quicker.
0: Mm-hmm. And you mentioned before, obviously, when we're d- constantly selling, we're dealing with a lot of rejection. I really want to find out what's your uh, take on how you view failure. When you think about making mistakes and experiencing some form of failure, what, what goes on in your mind? so useful thing that i don't even think about it anymore
1: like i failed so many times that i'm like okay next it literally is like I, tr- I truly believe that you cannot be a successful business owner if you've not failed so for me right now if i fail if it's the same failure over and over then that, i'm like what, what are you doing you crazy but <laughs> i fail it's like i'm like all right okay that was that was going to happen i'm going to look at it a different way um, so again, I suppose it's just like my broken leg scenario, and I don't need to blow my own trumpet. Maybe I am coming across like that, but hey, British people do that, right? <laughs> I'm always like, by the way, how do I turn this round? What can I do differently? Why did I do that? What can I learn from that? And I'll never do it again. I failed so many times. I've been in so much pain. I never want to go back there. So
0: fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Get get used to it because you're gonna fail.
0: Yeah, totally right. So, what's your view on success? What success mean to you?
1: Ultimately, success is, if I really chunk it up, it's, it's, it's happiness and happiness for my family and for my health and for, for an achievement. But if we look at it from a business perspective, success for me is looking at a gap in the market, staying in the game long enough to survive mm. and then innovating that into something which is then a norm that people use. And I did it i did it with social media back in 2008. So many people, oh, oh people put their food up there. It's not for business. I've heard it all the time. I was doing free events. I was out there. No, no, it is. It's where people are. You want to capture the attention of people. And two years I stayed in, like literally not only much money, but just belief, belief. And then it just ticks in and you create the wave and then you just
0: watch it grow. Mm, that's that's awesome because yeah you can often get smacked in the head with everybody else's opinions and you know you can either take them on board and actually let it ruin you or you can just go you know what i'm just going my path, just Mm. follow your own (laughs) for sure so when it comes to then thinking about other people and other successful people that you admire what's some qualities that you look for in people that you work work with
1: people that understand people um so, I've, I've, I've actually worked with a few of the CEOs and I just love the way choice of words um, and as well. How can I speak to the account team um, in a way that's going to help them move forward and speak to the sales team in a way that's going to help them move forward? So, not to blanket a message, but to actually tailor it, understanding how that individual thinks. Um, and then also, Oh, so what was the so what was the question of that again? I'm going off.
0: What do you notice in other successful people? What qualities do you look for?
1: Oh yeah, Um definitely set, setting the sail. So visionaries, people that show their team, this is where we're heading, and this is how you play a part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, I think the ones that because I'm not the ones that are more organised as well, <laughs> um, and a little bit more detail. So I just fly off and do this, this, and this, Um so. Yeah, there needs to definitely be a roadmap and a structured one of that.
0: So probably mm, be a awesome. And so is there anything that you do to keep yourself inspired and motivated?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, number one, I smash the gym or I go for a run. Like health is number one. Um, I also like listen to a lot of different, um, I suppose, I would say, po- I've started to get into podcasts now. There's just a trend on podcasts at the moment. <laughs> they like used to be YouTube videos and, you know, people that I admire on Facebook um, and just speak to people, really, just keep me on track and, and taking a little bit of time out. Like, I took two days out a couple of weeks ago, and I just said to the team, like Unless there's an emergency, don't contact me. And I just rethought really about why I'm in this space. What am I giving the market? Where's the market heading? And because I had that beautiful science just for me, I suddenly started to get excited about where I was heading again. Because sometimes when you're in it,
0: you're like,
1: yeah. Ah, yeah, you need to take a bit of time out.
0: Mm. How often do you do that?
1: I haven't done it that often. The last couple of weeks was probably the first time in a long time. Uh, Because yeah, because there's like there's so much work coming in as well that you get excited about that, and then you start want to just continuously keep more coming in. Um, And at the the same time, I think then you're like employing another person, then you're employing another person, and then you're training them up. Um, But no, I think of late I've just realised if we didn't grow any more, that wouldn't be a problem. And, and I think it's more about even more quality now. So taking more time out for me, which we are starting to do to rebrand the company. And as I said, like I want to get acquired within the next five years. So making sure that I'm focusing a lot more time on it than in it. Mm-hmm. it and is there,
0: anything, <laughs> is there anything that you do or is there certain things that you've done in the past when it comes to your own development that you always, that you always like to do? Like do you put yourself in situations? Definitely,
1: I think I mentioned it before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely speaking gigs. Um, I'm, I love them now, but to start off with, I, I don't know, I wasn't too comfortable with doing it. So I'd really push myself and I'm pretty much a yes person, even though sometimes I'll overwhelm myself. I want to put myself in uncomfortable positions. Um, and that's where I see growth. So yeah, definitely a lot of um, speaking gigs and big ones with big corporates now. I feel a bit nervous going in there, but come out at the end and you're like, yeah, I feel like I've grown. Um, and then, just even in like, it sounds stupid, but just in the gym, just going a little bit faster on the treadmill, or trying to wait and not being able to do it, but knowing that you can do it in four weeks, and now constantly setting goals and um, that you can aspire to.
0: Because
1: mm. I reckon outside life comes into business life anyway.
0: Yeah, totally. Of course, you've got to, you've, and you've got to yeah. let it sometimes. Because sometimes yeah. you get so focused on business and then forget your whole personal life, and things can derail there as well, which then derails your business. So, yeah. When you think about being your own boss, what makes you successful?
1: I honestly think it's the enthusiasm um, and the substance. I, I And I will never give up. I, I will never give up on something. And I, I look back again with little Maxie at eight weeks old, and I could have, and I didn't, and I put myself through. Like a lot of hard work, effort, but I believe in my product, I believe in my service, and I literally... Again, doesn't want to come across cocky, but I do feel unstoppable. I, I actually believe it. Mm. So it's a great that just keeps me going.
0: It is an awesome yeah
1: to have. <laughs> you get to the point where you just like you don't need you don't need the business because sometimes you, or you not you don't need the business. You think that client's not right for me, and I'm not right for that client. So you can say no. <laughs> you're like,
0: All right, but you sir. know what? Though when it comes to business, how important is mindset? Like, or even in 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 health, like. Mindset's probably one of the most important things, yeah? 100%.
1: Yeah, if you, if you don't believe in it, if you, don't back, if you don't back yourself, then you will never fully win. You'll mm. always be leaving money on the table as such. Mm. So it's doing things that will enable you to back yourself, whether that's in health, wellness, whether that's doing art, whether it's speaking, whatever it is, and just keep growing. Yes. Yeah. Never know. think you'd know it all.
0: So how do you keep yourself going and going and getting better and better?
1: So sometimes I like invest it back into my kids. So like, I love to challenge them and help them like whether it's swimming or rugby union and um, or really getting them to change their mindset about something. They're pretty negative about that makes me feel good. And um, at the same time, it's setting myself um, pretty much 90 day goals about what I want to achieve in my life and in business. Awesome. So you, so you revisit your goals on a regular then pretty much every 90 days. I do it on blocks and, yeah. and, and, and understanding what it takes to get there. So again, I know I keep bringing it back to fitness and health, but that's a driver for me. So when I'm healthy and fit and I know that I've achieved, so for example, at the moment we're going for 13 K runs. So we started off with five Ks and we're trying to get our times up. Then we move it forward and forward and forward. And when you start feeling you're progressing in that and you feel good and you're shot just all flows into your business. And When you pick mm. up the phone, you just bam, you just know it because you feel good.
0: Mm. Um, and you have the energy. Like there's no way you can do the hours in business without energy.
1: Especially with kids as well. And I'm a single mom. So just to lay that in.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit extra energy. (laughs) So then when you think about your own personal brand, what's your mission or your purpose with your like long-term with your personal brand?
1: So I want to be able to go out to the marketplace and educate pretty much anyone and everyone around if they're interested in social media, the power of it. Mm -hmm. So and actually, not just about social, but in life, show people that they can do the things that they want. It takes time, persistence, patience, and 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 it's a roadmap. But you know, one life, live it, love it. That's what I'm out there to do. But I will niche it still on social media because it's my passion. It's people, it's technology, it's innovation.
0: So why is that important to you?
1: Because I feel like I'm truly living. Yeah. If I was doing a nine to five. Uh, for someone else uh, in a job that I didn't want to be in with a big salary, which plenty of my friends do, I would not feel like I was living. And, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of people out there in the marketplace that are not happy with, with where they're at. They may be in GM roles or working for corporations. And, yeah, you know, they've got the lifestyle on the weekends because they've got the money. But in the week, if you're not happy and you're going to work, you're, just, you're not happy then.
0: Let's see. It. It's pointless, right? The money's not going to make you any happier. <laughs>
1: Money comes second. It's got to be, yeah, your passion and, and your drive first.
0: And, and then the money follows. Like it really does. That's it. So what do you, when it comes to thinking about um, mentors that you've worked with, is there any great advice that you've received over the years that you'd like to to share? Yeah, well, there was this one saying um,
1: by a guy named Wayne who has been on and off a mentor for the last three years. And it was literally, it was like, help enough people get what they want, you get what you want. And, and that doesn't mean... Like financially, it, does, it, it means in life, like helping an old lady across the world, the road, for example. Like you feel good about that and mm. she feels great about that. Helping a business owner go from here to here through social media, they, you see them grow, that's great, and you get paid for it and you feel good about it. So I pretty much base my life on when I'm aware of it, which I hope is most of the time, how can I help that person to achieve what they want to achieve because that's going to help me
0: because mm. I've seen them
1: grow and, and that's what I'm about. Mm. Right people, education, action.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And because when you're so passionate about people, your passion for whatever you're doing comes across because you actually care. I think that's huge. And that's how you get the sale, right? Mm. So there's salespeople out there that are focused on their targets. And, of course, you have sales
1: targets, but it's sell, 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 and they get the pushback. But if you actually put the sale to the side and go, what can, how can I serve you? What can I do to help you get better mm. and hold your hand on the way? The sale just comes. It's mm. like a gift. It's like a
0: social sell. Yeah. <laughs> so for someone, with all of your experience and your knowledge over your whole business career, what advice would you have for someone that's just starting out, just has their passion, they want to follow it and they're about to then get started? What would you, What advice would you give them? Oh, plenty. And um, make sure you've got <laughs> enough money to yep. um,
1: transition from your career into where you want to be next or, yeah. If you're borrowing money, then make sure you've got a budget so you know when you're going to be profitable and what month. Have a strategy, a business plan, and also if you're jumping into social media, a social media plan. So before you do any action, any action whatsoever, I'd spend a good eight to eight weeks, three months planning, planning it all out, and then executing it. But then understanding the fact that sometimes the pathway may change, the goal doesn't, but the pathway may change. So being aware, self-aware of the fact that if you if something's not working for you, again I talked about ninety days, then let's change it. So being Fluid enough to understand that you need to change, but also like if you've got if you believe in a service uh, or, or the product that you're offering, like go out there door knock and keep door knocking until you get someone, and then treat them like gold because referrals are the way yeah the way forwards in terms of growing that business. And again, help enough people get what they want, you you get what you want.
0: Mm, great advice, awesome. And tell me, is there anything you're listening to or reading at the moment?
1: Oh, there was a book, I um, just finished it, called The Hard Thing About Hard Things. Oh, yeah. Have
0: you read it? No, I haven't read it, but I've, oh, one of my friends read it and told me I have to.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, um, I, I won't ruin it, but um, it's definitely a good one to read if you're starting up a business.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Okay. You know the, the highs and the lows.
0: Yeah, sweet. Okay. Awesome. And one last question. What are you most excited about right now? Oh, God.
1: Innovate in our new product. Um, well, service with athletes actually and building their personal brands and being able to show a brand that an athlete is a great storytelling individual to help the brand get what they want and, and that's what I'm really out there in the marketplace doing at the moment, I'm, I'm excited that I'm starting to create a wave, I'm starting to get on more, more, more athletes, more brands, more talkability, more people knowing about the brand now and more organisations sending some athletes our way mm. um, and I, I wasn't there a year and a half ago wow Mm -hmm. and lastly if you're a business owner don't be scared to be noisy if you're (laughs) like you've got to put yourself and some people will not like me they'll be like she's too in my face uh too too much and that's okay no problem they're not for us but the 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 noisier you are with good purpose you start to build that stickiness and that tribe and they'll be around you and you can start to grow
0: yeah awesome awesome well thank you so much for your energy and your passion today you've been incredible Thank you so much, Christine, for your amazing questions. They've got- awesome. Well, thank you for answering them. Like seriously, theres um, I always try to throw in a few doozies, but you've been able to come back with some swingers. <laughs> Me and Christine are giving each other a massive high fives right now. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> well, thank you so much for your energy and your passion and on your whole business experience. It's just incredible, your journey. So I will make sure that I share um, all about your details uh, on the show notes so people can reach out to you if they need thank you so much absolutely my pleasure thank you again Kiki girls see you. thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook and if you feel so moved please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level